You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Boom, ready to go. Okay, all right, we're back. Welcome to the Hello Sport Podcast for another week. Home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. I'm joined again by Eddie Simpson on a motherfucking Monday. How are you? I'm good, Tom. Much better this week. You Much are, better. You can already hear it in your voice. I'm back. You're back. I'm oh, back, baby. And unfortunately, it's been, a, it's been a role reversal of sorts. I don't think I did a number on myself quite like you did last week. Mm. But I was in don't Melbourne. Don't have a ticket for, for it, do you, mate? Uh, well, I was down in Melbourne for my own Bucks weekend, punters, dribblers. And look, I certainly, certainly, you know, had the best go I could. But mm. I got fucked from the outset, from the jump. So I work in... Uh, breakfast radio in my civilian job when I'm not topping the podcast heat, punters, dribblers. So I've got early mornings, right? So I had a flight booked down to Melbourne Friday. Time? 10.30. AM. AM. As soon as the show finishes, bounce straight out to the airport. I'm fucking, I'm living. I get get an email from what I can only assume is the shittest uh, airline in the nation, and that's Jetstar. Uh, Flight's cancelled. And basically, your options are two, like a flight at one, flight at two, flight at three. Golf was penciled in for two o'clock, so I was fucked. So I've just let the boys know. I'm like, I can't fucking get down there. Um, my ne- the next flight's at you know two o'clock, or is it one thirty? And then as I'm deliberating about what I'm going to do, that flight goes because everyone from my initial flight's jumping on everything. So all these flights are going. And then I'm like, fuck. So then we're sending the group, mate, I can't come down till later. And then my mate just sends me back a screenshot of Virgin Australia flights. They're like 300 bucks. And he's just like, you're getting on one of these, brother. Just bite the bullet. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, yeah, okay. I guess you're right. He's like, you don't want to miss golf. So I'm like, fuck it. Okay. So I just whack it on the credit card, which is already so. The weeks, I'm already fucking. You're already behind. You're already behind. I'm already behind. Get to the airport. And I can't. I'm going in the like your your check in or whatever. So I'm fucking trying to check in, get my ticket. Won't let me get it. Won't give it to me. So I bought the Virgin flight for like another. It was ten thirty or eleven or some yeah, shit. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna make it. So I'm trying to. I'm at the airport. I'm trying to get in there and it's not coming up. And I go to the desk and I'm like, oh excuse me. Um, trying to lo- trying to get my ticket. Can't can't get it. Oh, we've overbooked the flight. Um, so then I don't think there's any seats on there. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, what does that mean? She's like, well, that we we overbooked the flight in ca- in case people don't show up, and I'm like, what, what do you mean in case people don't what do you show mean? up? People are going to show up to the flight. Like most of the time, surely it's not that people don't show up. It's just that like someone's maybe late and they fucking missed the sh- like. You're you're fucking me here, Virgin. So that's why your ticket wasn't printing. Yeah, because you didn't have a seat. No. Now I went rogue. Oh, as you do. No, but I went rogue in, in, a, in a creative sense, Eddie. You and I like to dribble and yarn and, you know, tell a tall tale from time tall to time. Tall tales, Tom. So my wife was going into labour in Melbourne uh, and I had to get down there. Of course she was. It was my firstborn. Your baby girl. My baby girl needs me down there, needs me to hold her hand, needs me to watch it. I was I was cutting the umbilical cord. I'd had that penciled yeah. in. Oh, you were. You are on umbilical cord duty? Cord yes. yes. That's what they call cord it. Cord duty. Cord duty. Mm. So I've, I've laid on a bit of that. Now, I mean, I don't Did know. Did you lay it she, on thick? I tried to lay it on thick. I don't know if she knew I was lying or not, or whether she, and she just thought, this is fucking. But it worked. Or oh, was she like, this fucker is the saddest bloke I've ever met? This might be the most desperate man in the, in the nation. Yeah. Either one possible, but it seemed to work it in did my work. Fa- it did, Well, she goes, 
what I, I look just let me just let me see what I can do and I'm like look I'd really appreciate it this is like the biggest day of my life you understand that like you said that yeah well my, it's my yeah, baby you got to you got to lay it on thick born got to lay it on thick <laughs> the golf started at two Eddie yes and so time was of the essence she's calling people and she's da 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 and then it was like you know what we've managed to find you and I'm like oh my god thank you so much thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Me and my beautiful this. wife. Me and my beautiful wife. What's your name? We're going to name our first daughter, whatever you need. Karen with a Y. Yes. Beautiful uh, woman, Karen. Then, so Karen, look, if you're listening, thanks. Karen, thank you, doll. Much appreciated. Be soon. Um, got on the flight. Mm. We're all good. So that was just, that was my weekend. That was the start to my weekend. Right. Um, and then, look, it was Carter's Bucks. Rugby World Cup hero, Sam Carter, friend of the show. Friend of the show. It was a wonderful weekend. Thank you very much for having me. I don't want to go into too many more details on air about the things that happened down there, only because I feel like that would be a breach of privacy and trust. Well, it's a breach of privacy and trust. You're yes. right. But I thought you were getting somewhere with the story. You're all- Well, so you're right, punters, dribblers. Breakfast radio. Yes. That's where we started. That's where we started. Yeah. But I think that also had something to do with the earliness of the flights and that whole situation. Right. But get down there. Everyone's fucking throbbing for a big night. Mm. Always you would. Well, and then so was I, mate. So was I. But because I'd been up since fucking 3.30 in the morning, breakfast radio hours, Eddie, mm. civilian job when we're not topping the podcast heap, mm. by like 11 o'clock, I was started to fall asleep at the dinner table. So I've had to remove myself because we had a big Saturday. At when? 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock. That's pretty late. Well, well, it's not for a buck. We were still at dinner, yeah. so if that gives you an indication as to how much yeah. of the night was left to be had. Um, you had to remove yourself. I had to remove myself. We had to go to the races the next day, mate. You're, prone, huge... to, you're prone to falling asleep in public compromising places. positions. Yeah. Private pla- public, public places. Public rather. places. So I had to chuff off. The boys, from all reports, had one of the more debaucherous evenings that I missed. Mm, Tommy. And then on the Saturday night, we went to the races all day because they'd gone so hard on the Friday. They were all in bed by 12.30, so... Jesus, it was PG. Mate, I've had, like, the best sleep of my life this weekend. God, so... In bed on a Bucks weekend before 12 both nights. No, second... Mortifying. First night? Mortifying. Yeah, yeah. Embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Shows your age. I know, right? I'm 30. 30 is fuck. 30 is fuck. Embarrassing. Yeah, it's embarrassing. That's a shocker. But the second one, Saturday wasn't my fault. As long but, as it. but facts are facts. Th- that's true. In bed before twelve, both nights. No, no, no. Second night, it was twelve thirty. <laughs> it was a, it was a, it was a late twelve thirty as well, like twelve thirty-seven. You yeah, know what right. I mean? Yeah, well, not really. No, it was closer to one, let's say, than it was to twelve. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, congratulations. Thanks. Congratulations to World Cup hero Sam Carter, front of the show. Um, Look, he did better than I did. I'd say that you're not getting any any congratulations. Me? No, no. Sorry, that's fair. I think that's fair. No, I th- oh, look, I don't think I deserve it. Still feel hungover. And way. I don't think it's fair to come in here and try and try and flog the punter and the dribbler some yarn about how you're a little underdone. No, but you know I, what am. I mean, like we've we've switched we've we've switched roles. Well, see, I explain. when you're in bed before twelve. <laughs> Both nights. Listen. That's well rested. No, but the punter and the dribbler, they're fucking dustier than you are. I reckon every listener is dustier than you. You can't come on here and fucking preach that shit. Mate, I'm telling you. I went down to Wollongong on the weekend. <laughs> 2 3 o'clock. Not a problem. Without raising a sweat. Fucking hell. Bucks weekend. Mortifying. 
Should we get into some sport? <laughs> so punters, dribblers. Yep. That's me included. Fucking oath it includes you, Tom. You're a punter and a dribbler. Absolutely. You're a howler. Did also. And a growler. <laughs> and a prowler. So, you know. And a throbber. You're all those things. I'll tell you who are, isn't those things. Uh, Wallabies. They're n- dribblers. Yeah. Well, no, dribblings are dribblings almost too positive for them. That's almost too positive. Uh, they're beaters. They're beaters. Now, look, you might think to yourself, these fucking dribblers are just going to go on a, another Wallabies bashing mission. Half true. Half true. Look, there are shades. Half true. Shades are great. Shades are great. We're, what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to bring some facts. Yes. So, obviously, the Wallabies go down against uh, Wales in the weekend 9-6 in an uninspired uh, Well, in, in, a great ab- in a great advertisement for the game of rugby union, yeah. Eddie. Look, um, you know, you'll hear the old, the old cliches, had plenty of opportunities, didn't take your opportunities. The only um, opportunities they had were fucking... The things that have been lamented about the, how, the way that game went is that Hooper didn't take penalty... Shots mm. a goal. We yeah. like great in the, in the in the in the fifty sixth minute. Yeah, you know what I mean. He goes. That's oh, that's a missed opportunity. Yeah. Geez, upon reflection, I wish I had taken that three points when they were on offer in the fifty sixth minute. And see, I I feel for him. Like I don't know if people have sort of tried to make him feel bad about that, but I'd actually and go with me here if you. I'd prefer to lose a game where we're trying to score tries than just kick for goal, kick for goal, kick for goal, well, and win like hard fought. Fucking hundred percent, and doesn't that instill a bit of confidence in the boys if you're throwing them the ball, going make make use of it? Now the only problem is that with a team that is incapable to score points other than goals, then maybe taking the option of kicking for goal is the only option. But that oh, yeah, being said, I'd prefer to just have a fucking crack. But you can't win either way, is my point. Because if we do kick for the corner, we'll fuck it. And then if you and if you take the points, you're not inspiring your man. No, that's it. And he comes out afterwards saying, "Oh, you know, the boys weren't weren't playing that. It was a comment along the lines of the boys weren't playing that well. Should have taken the three, something yeah. like that." Well, look, I mean, which shows where we're at, well, now, Michael. We know we're not playing very Mike, well. Michael, we know that. Never now, take the three, but not in the fifty-sixth minute is what we're yeah. saying. So listen, thirteen match win streak against the Welsh is over. Yeah, decade-long dominance now down the shitter. Mm-hmm. Look, it was always going to happen, but it would have been nice to keep. Prolong and prolong. Well, it just prolonging. would have been nice for it not to not to be broken right now when we're in such well, not, the throes yeah, of a because shit. Because it, it sort of it sort it sort of really illustrates where we're at. Really, I think mm. it perfectly illustrates it. We couldn't score a try against them. We couldn't score a try against the Welsh, and we lost to the Welsh after they having them been our bogey side for ten years. Yeah, sort of sort of shows where we're at yeah. now. I did some digging, stop. Well, sometimes yeah, these sort of results call for digging. And um, if anyone, if I'm putting anyone on the job for a dig, for a dig, <laughs> look, I, I like <laughs> to get my hands dirty, yeah, punish dribblers. I like to get down into that soft soil and and have a dig around and and see what's going on, see what's lurking beneath the surface, Thomas. See what I can make of a situation. Yeah. So I'll put the I'll put the gloves on, mate. Yeah. I'll get to digging. Absolutely. Uh, gloves, obviously, for OHS reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Um. <laughs> so I looked into it. Yeah, Checker has the lowest winning percentage of any Australian coach since Wikipedia. I don't know. Started. I don't know who was coaching prior to eighty one, eighty two. 
Not sure. <laughs> but there's no name. No, but also prior to 81, 82, there were, they were the captain coach days. Yeah. So, you know, it might have been a little bit murky on... A bit murky, too murky for... Someone of Wikipedia. For it to be relevant yeah. with what I'm talking about. Yeah. But Checker, his winning percentage, 48.21. Jesus. It's the lowest of any coach during that period. Australian coach? Australian coach, except for Bob Dwyer, who had a stint in 82-83 where he didn't do a whole lot of winning. But Bob did win a win But then deal. Bob came back. Bob came back and did a lot of winning. Did a lot of winning. Okay, so Bob became a winner. Yes. His first one-year stint, not a winner, had to go back, had to reflect, had to yeah. do a lot of soul-searching, yeah. had to look inward. Yes, Bob had to look inward. Bob, Bob looked inward. <laughs> Apologies, Bob. Uh, <laughs> um, Bob looked inward, and then one bill, and then one bill. Yeah, so Bob one bill. <laughs> Maybe is uh, that, are you calling for that sort of? Well, look, I mean. I think if we look at it, Tom, maybe it is time for some inward reflection. Mm. Maybe we take it off him for a bit. So after this, after this tour, we go. You're no longer the coach. Go look. Go, go, go do look some soul surgery. We'll bring you back for the World Cup because we no, we have no one else. Yes, but maybe I don't know. I'm or I'm at a loss here. Where I'm just we? trying. I'm just trying to You're spark trying, yeah, the big yeah, fella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Checker. I think historically, and I don't know, you know, friend of the show checks, I don't think he'd mind me saying this. Yes. Uh, he's been a man motivator. That's his real strength. Yes. He usually gets he gets other people in to do the heavy lifting in terms of like the nuances of the game. The minutiae. The minutiae of the, of the game of rugby. Yes. Union. He's a man motivator. Yes. We saw that at the last World Cup. He can get people up and about. Mal Meninga vibes. Exactly. Thank you. Great comparison. But it seems to me that maybe checks run out a little puff and, and maybe he needs a bit of motivating. So we need to maybe bring someone in to mentor checker. Yes. Well, I'm just thinking if if the boys are, are this low, where Hoops is, you know, trying to inspire his men and then coming out publicly regretting it because yeah. he didn't take the points in the 56th minute, maybe maybe we're not in the right headspace. Well, we're certainly not. And But the thing that – and we've had this conversation what before already – the only thing I'd say is now, Checker clearly seems like he's running out of some steam. Puff, Tom. Puff. He's running low on puff. Not easy to do his job, by the way. No, that's... It's that's... not easy to get the boys up and about when he knows the cattle he's trying to flog at the markets aren't that good. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's selling that's... shit product. <laughs> he's got shit cows, mate. That's what... <laughs> you try and take these, these fucking mangy, runty fuckers to market... And he's trying to flog him as like prize bull. That's it, mate. That's the problem. And it's hard to pull the wool over people's eyes because the punter and the dribbler, they know when they're they being know. sold shit. <laughs> you know when you got a shit cow on your hands? And that's what I'm saying. Do we blame the farmer or do we blame the cattle? And at some point, if the farmer's only got access to shit cattle... And he hasn't been given a whole lot of feed to fatten these fuckers no, up either. No, he's got nothing. These are drought time. There's a couple of cows in there that are, that are, that are top notch prize, and that's all. Oh, there's bulls in there. There's Tom. bulls. But if you're trying to sell the whole the, the whole, whole herd, the whole, the whole herd. Uh, it gets tough because you go, look, there's some gems in there, but I'm not paying full freight. I'm, I'm not for five gems and and you know whatever the rest. Three gems. Well, th well, look, let's what what, what gems? Four are gems. About? Hoops. Four gems. Pocock, Beal, Falau. Yeah. They're our gems. 
They're our prize. They're our prize bulls, but they're the only bulls we got. So what I'm saying here, Eddie, if we can get back to the question at hand. Mm. Well, I think we needed to tick that off. We no, needed, well, we needed uh, to tick it off, but I just mean, is it checker or is it Is the, it the farmer or is it the cattle? That's it. Now, and I seem to think that it, whilst maybe the farmer might be out of puff because he's been working so hard trying to sell shit. I think that, I will say this, I will say this. Now, to use, to continue with this this metaphor. Analogy. Analogy. I think I don't know if Checker's given these cows a wash before he's taken them to market. Right. You know what I mean? He's so stressed. He's so under the pump. He's so out of puff. He's not eating too well. He's not sleeping too well, no, the big fella. because he's now taken on stress. You know, he's... So these cows He's left stinking. these fucking things covered in shit. He hasn't washed them down. He hasn't presented them as perhaps to the best of his abilities. Right, so you could still... I think, polish I th- a turd cow. <laughs> you can polish a turd cow, I think. I think that if you're going to buy shit cows, you at least want them washed. Yeah, you're right. You get them hosed down. Don't you? you yeah, you, you run them under the sprinkler or something. <laughs> yeah, you, get them, <laughs> you get them wet. <laughs> At the very least, you wet these fuckers. And I, I don't know if Czech has got them wet. No, okay. I think he's forgotten to wash them. He's forgotten now, to wash them. on that note, now that we're across it... Yeah. How do you get Checker up and about? To wash cows. <laughs> How do we get him washing again? How do we get him washing cows? I don't know. Hard to say. I think it's a tough one because do we fire him? Do we do we do we do we boob dwire him? I don't know. <laughs> well, then who do we bring in to wash these fuckers? <laughs> Make them wash themselves. Oh fuck! We can't be doing that. Not in the professional era of washing cows, mate. We need a professional cow washer, don't we? Surely. Look, we're not going to go to the market next year, the market, the World Cup, with mangy fucking flop, poo, unwashed cows. Thank you. You're not taking unwashed cows to the cup. Now, that begs the question, is in this time frame, was it probably 10 months or so? Yeah. Maybe a little under. Is Checker going to be up and about? Is he going to be back washing cows or not? Because if we go to the the world the World Cup rather next year with what we've got, yeah, we could be in for a rude shock. Well, I think we're in for a rude shock, whether we like it or not. But I fear Eddie that this is probably. Do you remember back in what was it like the 07 World Cup or the what was the France 07? France 07 lived out in the quarters. We went down to New Zealand or to France, England or to England, and New Zealand lost to France. England made the final that time. They did against South Africa, and it was a trialless final because rugby's fucked. And New Zealand went out in the quarter against France. Yes, that's right. So. I mean... Has this got those shades of 07? It's got fucking all the hallmarks of an 07 bed shit. It does, doesn't it? It feels very 07 to the point where... Name... Who was in the 07 side? Sam Cordingly. You know what I mean? Possibly. Certainly no bell ringers. No, well, I mean, you know what? Funnily enough, pretty sure Griggs and Larkin played in that. But they were... Old, old cows at that point. Oh, they were. They were fucking old yeah. cows. In sheep terms, they were with mutton. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we got to stick to our animals, though, here, Eddie. Yeah, we yeah. can't now jump to sheep when we're talking cow. I think the punter and the dribbler might lose track. <laughs> Look, just follow as best you can. If, if you can't, if you can't. You can tune out for a second. That's fine. <laughs> Just mute us and come back in and try skip. and pick us up. You can skip forward 30 seconds, yeah, can't you? Just do a little 30-second skip. 
Um, or 30 seconds back so you can hear it again. But also, equally, you know, you're an Australian. You should you yeah, should know the difference yeah, between ma- sheep and cattle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for God's sake, it's not rocket science. No. So if we bounce, just bounce with us. Yeah. Uh has it got shades of 07? I think it does, Tom. Um, Can you, you know, as an need, Australian, you know. I'm going to need you to get up the 07 Rugby World Cup team for us. Yeah, I think so. I think that's probably important mm. for There's right going to be, obviously, again, there'll be some prize, some prize bulls in there. Some washed bulls. Some washed bulls. But I think there'll also be some, you know. Shit bulls. Some, 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 some cows covered in poo. Yeah, sorry, some, some, some turd cows. <laughs> All right, I've got the I've got the figures. You've got that. You've got it. Yeah. All right. I'm going to work through it from top to bottom. Sweet. I think that's probably the easiest way to go about our business, Tom. Yes. Um. Start with the hookers. Adam Fryer. Yep. Sean Hardman. Yep. Stephen Moore. Moore. Good career. Yep. Good career. Solid career. Not great. Good with that being great. Well, better than all those other two. Hundred uh, props. Al Baxter. Yep. Matt Dunning. Yep. Greg Holmes. Yep. Guy Shepherdson. Yep. Uh, Locks. Mark Chisholm. Hugh McMenamin. Hugh McMenamin. Yep. Nathan Sharp. Daniel Vickerman. It's better than I remembered. Nah, that's all right. Rocky Olsen. Flanker. Rocky, George Smith. That was flanker, when Rocky Phil was in- Wall. Flanker. Oh, oh okay. shit. Uh, Hold on a we second. Might be back, we might be backpedaling. <laughs> Maybe it's in the backs where the cows really start to look like shit. Let's just let's just see how let's we go. Let's just hang on to our hats here for a second. Um, obviously, short memories. Yeah. Uh, in our defence, it was fucking like over was, ten years ago. It was eleven years ago. Yeah. So you know, we're fucking. And right. again, do your own research. Do your own we're research. Doing. We clearly haven't. Uh, number eight: Wycliffe Parlow and Stephen Hoyles. Okay. Um, <laughs> scrum half: Sam Cordingly. Yeah. yeah. George Gregan. Okay, well, you've been yeah. the greatest halfback of all time. Uh, the Fly Halves, Beric Barnes and Stephen Larkham. Beric was... Um, okay, sure. He was all right. Senna's, Morgan Tiranui, Matt Giddo and Sterling Mortlock. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming, though. Oh, shit. Those shit cows are coming. Those shit cows will be here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Senna, Scott Stenerforth, winger Adam Ashley Cooper... Fuck, uh, Cameron Shepard and Lottie Dakiri. Oh, <laughs> Shrew Mitchell. <laughs> no, they're coming. They're coming. No, we'll find these shit cats in a minute. What are the fullbacks? Julian Huxley and Chris, La- Chris, Chris Latham. Latham. <laughs> Whoa. Um, Fuck. So, look, I think this is an exercise in... in, in do your own research. Yeah, do your own also, research. But also... Don't speak too quickly, because <laughs> yeah. you may be you may be left embarrassed. If I mean, if that side's anything to go by, I don't know if fucking we'll even make the quarters next year. So look, two thousand and seven, a lot better than we remembered. Than we remembered. Did and we a, have coaching there? Who was the coach? Would have been Jones. John. No, Jones. What it was it? Jones or John Connolly? Maybe. I think it was Jones. Was it Eddie? I thought Eddie may have gone by that stage, but maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Let's just because I'd say I'd say that Eddie's proven himself to be a very clean ball in terms of from the coaching perspective. John Connolly, well done. There you go. Maybe we blame John for that. That's obviously. Oh, I'm blaming John. We That's where we've, we've, we've we knew come we were across right. one. Well, we knew we've it. Co- yeah. <laughs> yeah, the- Shit farmer. Shit farmer. Shit That's farmer. what that was. <laughs> 
Shit farmer. It was a shit farmer. Great cattle, shit farmer. That's all it was. See, we fuck yeah. And so you know Fair what? And simple. Luckily we checked again. Eddie, Luckily because we, we checked. came out looking silly there for a minute. No. But it was a shit farmer. <laughs> it did look silly. But thank God we've 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 proved Rectified ourselves. Things. Well, we've proved ourselves right. <laughs> Which should come as no surprise. No surprise that we've managed to work out that we were 100% correct. Um, and I think in so doing, <laughs> have somehow made some sort of statement about rugby in general. Um, that's our two cents on, on current proceedings. Um, uh, look, again... You make of that what you will. <laughs> look, we're here, we're here to give advice. Yeah, do your own research, though, uh, I think, is what you can take out of this as well. It's very important to do your own research. Tom. What's up, baby? Have you seen the Bears' latest uh, ploy to return to... <laughs> Rugby league football. Rugby league football in this nation. The North Sydney Bears. Look, it's getting a bit sad for the old Bears, isn't it? You feel sorry for them. They got fucking turfed out on their ass. But for the punter and the dribbler... Who, unceremoniously. Well, absolutely unceremoniously after Manly went, you know what? This Northern Eagles shit don't work. Yeah, it's not, we're, we're out. We're going to fly out of this fucking nightmare situation. Yeah. And we're going to go win some... This arranged marriage. And we're going to go win some rings. Yes. So... You beaters can enjoy the New South Wales Cup. Yeah, but ever since that period, they've been doing their utmost to return. So yes. whether it's the, the the venture up on the Central Coast or with, they, with the Central Coast Bears, I think they even tried to fly in up into the Gold Coast somewhere. They're trying everywhere, They're trying mate. absolutely anything they can get their grubby little They want to try and buy, they're trying to buy Manly, and Manly's like, we're not for sale, mate. That's not happening. But anyway... We digress. The Bears, big losers, um, and they are trying desperately to remain in the news, I think, and sort of in some sort of conversation. If the punters dribble is not aware, the CEO sort of hoping that by 2024, the NRL is going to have some sort of EPL-style relegation system. Yeah, I don't know where he's pulled 2024 from. Maybe it's just a number he thought looked nice. Yeah. But what he wants is he wants there to be promotion and relegation. Similar to the EPL, there'll be 12 teams in the, the beta league league, and there'll be 12 in the alpha, alpha league, league, basically. That's fundamentally what it is. So he, 12 in the alpha, 12 in the beta. Yes. Yeah, so so 24, 24 key markets. But so basically. conceivably, you, well, you'd have to lose four teams off the bat so to it get made, down to beta league. Yeah, so it, it got me thinking, did, would that work? Would we want something like that? I actually now and the reason it. the reason I'm bringing it up is because it'd be a bit of a thrill, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be a bit of a thrill if someone went down and people went up. Fucking oh! Now I don't know how hard it would be in and around infrastructure. I don't think it would be that hard. And because even if if there was a legitimate promotion relegation situation, if Manly's in the beta, as an example, wouldn't ever happen. But if no. they were in the beta league, yes. you'd still go to games because you want to you want to see get behind return the boys, get back to the to the to the top of the heat yes. to the alpha stuff, yes. right? I don't know how what it would look like, and even if it would work, I'm not sure. And you could still see you could still see uh, alpha alpha teams play beta teams in an FFA Cup style style competition, competition. that goes on in yes, amongst like a league cup. But you just wonder how easy that'd be because with football, soccer, it's they can a, play like three games a week. But whereas rugby league, hardest game in the world, toughest game in the world. 
you know, you can't be just going, oh, yeah, we're also... But I guess if you've only got 12 teams in each comp, you then can have the season... You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, not, you're playing less games by virtue of the fact that there's not as many teams in in either competition. So you could actually then work around or having... You, or you could play everyone twice and there's your, there's your 22 games. Uh, true, you could. You could do that. But then you could sprinkle in some of this. It wouldn't need to be a big competition. No. 20, you could make it knockout from the outset. Yes, yes. Um, mate, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. And then you can, then it gives these other teams a little bit of a opportunity to sort of be revived. You wonder though, as well, whether like how that would work with players and shit. Like, imagine the did the cows get the spoon this year, or was it the eels? Well, it was the eels, eels. right? But let's say the cows were there or thereabouts. Thurston's not going to go and play beat a footy. No, he'd just go. He'd have it in his contract. I'm out if you go down. Do you, and do you reckon that's fair? Do you reckon that's a fair con- like? As, I mean, in a, such a small competition like the EPL, I think you can kind of do it because football's so fucking huge and sort of like European football so mm. big that you can sort of find other talent. But if you go like, oh, cows have gone down, but all the good talent will stay. I think fundamentally, all the good talent would stay in the in the Alpha League. Down in the, it'd be like it'd be like New South Wales Cup and Queensland Cup, but with more. Yeah, but then eyeballs. how do you, yeah, but how do you do that though? Because all of those teams are feeder teams to the main comp. So like you know your Queensland Cup and New South Wales Cup teams are feeder teams to mm. NRL sides. Mm. So you'd have to literally separate them all. It'd be fucking tough. It's probably a bit too much work, especially for old league heads. Yeah, you know what I mean? look, um, scratch in, that. In theory, not too bad. It's, it sounds like fun on paper. Yes. Sounds like a lot of fun on paper. But when you get down to the nitty-gritty, which is what you got to do if you're going to get like, this, something we, like this off the ground. Are we doing all this just to give the Bears another shot at NRL? Like, no, I don't think so. Fuck that. I don't think so. Fuck the Bears. It seems like too much work. Yeah. We've got a perfectly, perfectly functioning system right now. That's 16 it. teams. A bearless competition. It's bearless and it works. It works fine. I don't think we need to rush into any rash decisions, Tom. No, nah, 2024 seems a little soon for us. Put it this way. Did the Bears work in the past? No. No, they didn't. They didn't work, did they? You know what's then working we gave right them, now? Then we gave them another chance at glory in a merge situation. Didn't work. Didn't work. But you know what's working now? Bearless competition. Bearless comp. A bearless comp is humming. <laughs> Eddie, uh, is it time for us to hand out a little VB? I Victoria think so. Bitter? Victoria Bitter. We haven't done it for a while. Well, I mean, I think we do it every week, but... I feel like it's been a long time. Sometimes I don't think anyone's deserving. But um, look, friend of the show, sometimes enemy of the show, but never a real enemy, just sort of a perennial frustration on the nation. Oh, I think it's all in jest. Well, it's in jest or it's like it's uh, it's sort of in desperation. Yeah. Swamp Junior got a ton for his nation. He's the only one batting for his nation right now. Uh, Third and six. Third and six. So one day, white ball work for Swamp. Pretty good. Very. Third and six. They're numbers I can get around. Can get around the white ball work from Swamp Junior. That's for damn sure. Now, you might say to yourselves, weren't you fucking losers bashing him a couple of weeks ago? Might have been last week. To you, I would say, you haven't been listening long enough. We don't bash, we motivate. We motivate. And you know what? We might beat you down. But in a positive, positive way. It's all constructive. And then we're back on your dick the next week, baby. All you need to do now, is get us 100. You know what I mean? You tell me, Eddie, what Australian, what punter dribbler listening now wouldn't absolutely be frustrated with Sean Marsh over some of the perform- performances by Sean Marsh of late, of late, right? But 
all that you ask as a supporter of, of Sean Marsh and the nation and, you know, teams that Sean Marsh represents is for Sean Marsh to score runs. Mm. Now, all it requires for me to completely change my tune 180 is a ton or consistent tons, say three and six, mm. say three and six ODIs, Eddie. Mm. Now, Warney. Just let me use Warney, the greatest spin bowler of all time, as an example. Greatest bowler of all time. Greatest bowler of all time. Forgive me. Greatest living cricketer on earth. Now, Warney got into all sorts of bloody, you know, extracurricular debauchery off the field. All manner of extracurricular. Mate, the guys, he, he snorts, growls, howls, and prowls, right? Oh, he snorts and he growls and he howls and he prowls. He might have been the original snort and growl and howl and prowling man. So, so Warney did all this sort of shit off the field, right? But all you asked of him was that he did what he needed to do on the field. Mm. I don't give a fuck what you do off the field. Now, sure, Marsh clean skin off the field, but like, if you're not if you're not doing what you need to do on the field, I'm turning on you. Yeah. As soon as you start playing well, I'm back. Mm. And then if you start playing bad again, I'm turning on you again. Yeah. And then you start playing good, I'm back. Yeah. It's fucking simple. That's sport. Go runs, and we'll be on you. If you don't, we'll be motivating. Now, this sounds like. You know, we're sort of bashing Sean again when we were coming <laughs> here to give him a VB. <laughs> no, we're explaining why he's getting one. That's it. That was all it was. So, Sean, congratulations. Here's a Victoria on us. Uh, hope you appreciated the motivation because clearly it worked. Now, you need to take that, take the VB, take the motivation, go and sit by yourself, yep. have a nice reflective moment. Look, look inward. Inward. Look inward and ask yourself, tell yourself rather, that you will get tons for your nation against India so that we can avoid embarrassment. That's it. That's what you need to do. We you need, need to, to get at least two tons. Two at tons At least minimum. two tons. Two tons minimum. And not in the same test. That's not going to happen. No, 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 no. Two tons minimum when we need you to get them. Not when we've won. No. When we need to. No, no, no. We, no, we don't need, we don't need like... I'm talking about first run. innings tons when to the pressure set us is up on. or innings or, or second innings tons when we're chasing. That's yes. what I need. That's what we need from you. Okay. So... Now you've got the VB, Sean, and it's we are proud of you. We're happy with you. We're just, we're just, we're we're following it up with a little motivation. <laughs> Lloyd Pope, who we're looking at, Popey, if you're here, reach out, Lloyd, because he signed with the Sixers, Eddie. Reach out, Lloyd. We need Lloyd to reach out. We've got an affiliation with the Sixers, Tom. We do have affiliate an affiliation with the Sixers, so Lloyd, please reach out. Reach uh, out, Lloyd. Anyone that listens who knows Lloyd Pope, please tag him, ask him to reach out. He's a young eighteen-year-old kid from South Australia, Eddie, with his fucking world at his feet. Probably a big dong as well. Oh, he'd be donged up. No doubt about that. He'd be donging for gold. <laughs> Jeff Horn wanting to uh, get transgender ring card uh, people. I don't know, because we don't know which gender they're going to be. But there was that was mooted. I don't know if we need to get into it, Eddie, because I don't know if that's an area we want to swim. No, and I mean in just of a, like, cool. It's a bit murky. It's a bit So it, that I'd say cool, Jeff. That's cool. Don't know where it's come from. No, I don't. Don't know if you've got some sort of. Well, I think it's because he's, I think he thinks mundanes are homophobes, so he's trying to psych him out. Yeah. Which, again, probably not the best. It's kind of like, it's kind of like just using that for the wrong purposes. Mm. It's, it's. If it was for the purpose of inclusivity, like, by all means, so do whatever you want, but. I think outside of outside of the 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 transgender thing, which I'm happy to just fly past. Yes, uh, step over that. Step moment. over that. Yeah, uh, I think that the Jeff Horn Anthony Mundine build up has just been <laughs> as appalling <laughs> as anyone could have ever imagined. You know, like when you heard that this fight was muted and it was in the works. I think you'd, you might not have you might not have mentioned it to anyone. No. Quite frankly, you probably didn't. No, you didn't. No one's talking. No about one's talking this about fight. this fight. But you've sort of kept an eye in the corner because you know it's coming up, and also when Mundine's 
ugly mugs around. You sort of you might read a headline or two. Yeah, and also Jeff Horn's a national treasure. Well, is it? Well, that's right. Treasure. He's a national treasure, and uh, you know. But I feel a little embarrassed for not, you know, mentioning, mentioning that, that earlier. Top, but you're certainly right, Eddie. This build-up has been atrocious, <laughs> and the the back and forth between them has been a, 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 abysmal. There's been it's been uninspiring. Did you, did you see the footage of Mundine sitting in a bin? Yes, because that was his new version of trash talk. Oh my goodness! So it's just it's so Australian boxing. It hurts. Yeah. Punters, dribblers, if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's at Hello Sport Podcast. By all means, go and check there. Got some homework for you, punters, dribblers. Firstly, at Hello Sport Podcast on Instagram. Do and, your own research. And then reach out to the big donger, the big Reach out to Lloyd the Pope. South Australian throbber himself, Lloyd Pope. Just let him know that Hello Sport's coming for him and that he should do it when he gets to Sydney. Uh, and also, and this is a bit more of your... Uh, your how how would you say it's your more it's your bolder approach, Eddie? You know, it's your long game. Marcus Stoinis, most attractive player in Australian sport right now. Forearms and a chest from fucking heaven, you would say. Mm. Be great to get him on for a yarn, or just have a look, or just to sort of just say g'day. Just Might even a, just get him in here to say g'day. Just have a look at his bod. Yeah. Oh, so, no. just so he looks like in the flesh. DM him. DM them both. Bit of homework, punters. And send us Dribblers. some photos. Growls, send us some photos of you DMing Stoinis and Lloyd Pope, please. Are we done? I think that's us. You think that's us? Farewell. All right, bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs> <laughs>